0: Hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have joined me for the Off the Bench podcast. We're a couple of days out of the elections right now, and it's a good time to remind everyone listening that we have elections in this nation for a reason and party platforms exist for a reason. And today I'm going to give you a little bit of history of the Republican Party and tell you why I believe the platforms need to be remembered. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. Well, I'm glad that you've joined me here at the Off the Bench podcast. Before I get started today, I want to remind you that we are just at the very beginning of the November study at MomStrong International. We are studying uh, guiding principles for every season of parenting. So whether you're a parent or whether you're not, whether your kids are grown and out of the house, whether you're just starting out or whether you're a grandmother or you just want to know what God says in his word, this is a great study. If you're watching, on YouTube, I'm going to hold it up for you so you can see. It looks like this 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 time. It is called The Peaceful Fruit of Righteousness. You can download this and print it and go through it with me. And if you've never done a study at MomStrong International, uh, I just want to tell you, you're missing out because this is an opportunity for you to dive into the Word of God, to get to know His Word better, to understand His heart for your family and for your role uh, in the culture right now as women. It's so important. It's so important. Because we have turned for a long time now away from the principles of God's word. And so, really, my heart is to steer you back toward them and to have that be uh, something that you cherish in your life that you really want. The Bible says that we should seek after the wisdom of God, uh, like we more than we would even do money. The Bible says that uh, the words of God are life to our soul. The word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And never has it been more important than it is right now that we understand the guiding principles from the Bible so that we can apply them to our lives. Normally I'm here talking about the guiding principles of, of God's word and how it's so important that we know what they are and lean into them. But today I'm gonna to take the show a bit of a different direction. The, the, the midterms now are behind us. And as you all know, I ran for Congress. So something I never thought that I would do is get involved in the political process. I've always been involved like, in terms of voting, For years, I've been telling you guys kind of how I am voting and why and who I'm choosing and why. But uh, me running for Congress was something I never thought that I would do. And it gave me 18 months of just getting inside what I would call sort of the belly of the beast, really running and doing what I've been telling audiences to do for years, getting off the bench and get into the battlefield. And what I have discovered in the last year and a half has given me great alarm. And no matter who has won the elections, I know some of them are still being contested right now, but we're seeing massive changes happen in the United States, and we need to see changes, good changes. And no matter what happens for this election, the Republicans have got some hard work that needs to be done. We need to go back to what it is that we were founded on, why We stand for what we stand for. It's not about being a Republican. It's not the name Republican or the name Democrat or Independent that matters. It's the platform that matters. And over the course of the last probably 10 years, at least, we have gotten very personality driven in the political realm. And I think this is true across the country. Now, it stands to reason on the one hand, because people who run for office are typically larger than life personalities. There's no better example of this than Donald Trump, who ran in 2016, and I hesitantly sort of plugged my nose and voted for him, but I did that because there was no way I wanted Hillary Clinton anywhere near the White House. I remain very, very glad to have voted for Trump in 2016 and again in 2020, but I think we've got huge issues in the country when we elevate a personality over a platform. I had the opportunity to travel and listen to several Republican events and conservative events around the country. And I have to tell you guys that what I am seeing alarms me. There needs to be new leadership inside of the Republican Party and certainly at the helm of the conservative movement if we're going to maintain what it means to be a conservative and not water down the message to make it palatable to people who are on the far left of the discussion. We have got to stand for the principles that we stood for when the party was first brought to light. And so I looked up a couple of really interesting articles and history of the Republican Party. I've been sort of studying it for a while. And I found this on the internet. Actually, it's just at president.ucsb.edu. So this is not a, uh, a partisan website, but I wanted to read something to you that I came across. This is the Republican Party platform of 1888. So obviously, well over a hundred years ago, and you can see the heart really of, of the conservative movement as it has been for a very long time. And the reason I'm alarmed is because I have heard people who are running as conservatives and have been, you know, doing this now for several years, but they don't understand why we value conservatism. Conservatives want to conserve what is right and good about this country. Doesn't mean that we are adverse to change or that when we see things need changing. That we wouldn't want to change them. but when we see something's not broken, we also don't want to break it And as the conservative movement continues to slide farther and farther toward uh, toward the middle of the uh, the middle of the great divide, we're losing what actually makes us distinct. So when I hear uh, party leaders talk about watering down, The language on abortion, for example, it grieves my heart because rather than stand out, we want to blend in and blending in is not what this country needs right now from its leaders. We need leaders who are wise and good and who would want the best for the country and understand the guiding principles of the platform that they claim to represent. So I want you to listen to this. This is the Republican platform stated at the Republican National Assembly on June the 19th, 1888. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read quotes of it, and then uh, I'll comment on it a little bit. The Republicans of the United States, assembled by their delegates in national convention, pause on the threshold of their proceedings to honor the memory of their first great leader, the immortal champion of liberty and the rights of the people, Abraham Lincoln. Wow. And so they're going to start off by saying, this is the guy we're following, Abraham Lincoln, who... Was the champion of abolishing slavery, Abraham Lincoln, who would have absolutely been, uh, he probably is rolling in his grave at where the where the party actually is now. So it goes on. They talk about how they're they're uh, excited for the people of Brazil to have gotten freedom. Interesting to note what's happening in Brazil right now. Nations go through uh, cycles. It seems like where we allow wicked people to come into office, we think, oh, maybe they've got, they've got better ideas, and then we're like, oh my goodness, no, it's terrible. And then the pendulum starts to swing back the other way. But we need to be very careful as we move forward now to go back to what made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Listen to this continuing platform from 1888. We reaffirm our unswerving devotion to the national constitution and the indissolvable United States of America, to the autonomy reserved to the states under the constitution. Boy, we could use a little bit of that right now to the personal rights and liberties of citizens in all the states and territories of the Union, and especially to the supreme and sovereign right of every lawful citizen, rich or poor, native or foreign-born, white or black, to cast one free ballot in public elections and to have that ballot duly counted. So when you guys hear people like, uh, like Hillary Clinton talk about how the Republican Party is the party of cheating— we have been for free and fair elections since the dawn of elections in the United States. And as you can hear uh, from this platform of 1888, here the Republican Party is saying again that they hold to the supreme and sovereign right of every lawful citizen. Again, lawful being the thing that we are holding to, right? So if you're an illegal alien in this in this country, you're not here lawfully. So they're saying we hold to the sovereign right of every lawful citizen, rich or poor, native or foreign-born, there is the embracing again of immigrants from the Republican Party, white or black. That's the Republican Party saying, hey, we believe that no matter what your skin color is, if you are a lawful citizen of this country, you have the right to cast one free ballot in our public elections and to have that ballot counted. They went on to say, we hold the free and honest popular ballot and the just and equal representation of all the people to be the foundation of our Republican government, and demand effective legislation to secure the integrity and purity of elections, which are the fountain of all public authority. Man, I wish these guys were around today. We charge that the present administration of the Democratic majority in Congress owe their existence to the suppression of the ballot by a criminal nullification of the Constitution and laws of the United States. Now, here you've got the Republican Party going, wait a minute. What is going on over there in the Democrat Party? We've had these issues in the Democrat Party for a very long time. They went on to say, we are uncompromisingly in favor of the American system of protection. We protest against this destruction as proposed by the president, who was a Democrat at the time, and his party. They serve the interests of Europe. We support the interests of America. We accept the issue and confidently appeal to the people for their judgment. The protective system must be maintained. Its abandonment has always been followed by general disaster to all interests except the usurer and the sheriff. We denounced the Mills Bill as destructive to general business, the labor, and the farming interests of the country, and we heartily endorse the consistent and patriotic action of the Republican representatives in Congress in opposing its passage. Wow, you guys, the Republican Party, for many, many years, generations, in fact, Has been the party that abolished slavery. We are the party that wants to protect the rights of the unborn. We are the party that says no taxation without representation. I don't think so. Listen to what they said. The Republican Party would affect all needed reduction of the national revenue by repealing taxes upon tobacco, which are an annoyance and a burden to agriculture and the tax upon spirits used in the arts and for mechanical purposes. And by such revision of the tariff laws as will tend to check imports of such articles as are produced by our people, the production of which gives employment to our labor and releases from import duties those foreign articles of foreign production except luxuries, the like of which cannot be produced at home. If there shall remain a larger revenue than is requisite for the wants of the government, we favor the entire repeal of the internal taxes rather than the surrender of any part of our protective system. At the joint behests of the whiskey trusts and agents of foreign manufacturers. I think this is fascinating stuff. And yet we've got a a party right now, the Democrat Party and the Democrat administration in Joe Biden, who has taken us back to the dark ages. And we've been fighting against this for a really long time. All right. At the risk of boring you guys, because I don't want you to be bored. I want you to understand that the Republican Party has historically been the party of uh, the American interest. We want America first. We're trying to put the interests of this country. And we are also historically the most generation nation on the face of the planet. But listen to this again. And I won't read too much more because it's too much to read in today's podcast. But listen to what they said in 1888. We declare our hostility to the introduction into this country of foreign contract labor and of Chinese labor, alien to our civilization and our constitution. And we demand the rigid enforcement of the existing laws against it and favor such immediate legislation as would exclude such labor from our shores. So they were saying, listen, we got to protect our jobs at home. So for those of you who think this is a a brand new thing and that the Democrats are screaming climate change, they've been actually trying to globalize this nation since the 1800s and the Republicans have stood up against it. They went on to say, we declare our opposition to all combinations of capital organized in trust or otherwise to control arbitrarily the condition of trade among our citizens. And we recommend to Congress and the state legislatures in their respective jurisdictions, they understood the power of jurisdiction, such legislation as will prevent the execution of all schemes to oppress the people by undue charges on their supplies or by unjust rates for their transportation of their products to market. Diesel fuel anyone? This has been happening for a long time. The Democrats are dangerous to freedom, and they're dangerous to liberty. And when the Republican Party decides to water down its platform, rather than reaffirm the platform that was given to us many, many generations ago, we do ourselves harm. When the Republican Party forgets, that we are the party that abolished slavery, that we are the party that stands for the unborn. And when we start to water down what it means to be a conservative, we will not be conservative any longer. And I continue to just be very concerned about many people who are in our leadership right now under the name Republican and calling themselves conservatives. And for the next two years, I say we watch them like a hawk. And the moment they start looking like anything other than a conservative, which is what we've elected them to be, we tell them right then and there, that's it. You're not a conservative. We're gonna vote you out the next chance we get. We have a couple of years right now to observe many people from across the country who have ascended to positions of authority and said that they were Republicans and now is the time to hold their feet to the fire because our grandchildren's future is at stake. We should understand as conservative what it means to be a conservative. The Republican Party has been long the champion of the gold standard and a return to the gold standard. And as we see, and honestly, we could bring, if we wanted to, we could bring uh, uh, Bitcoin into this. We could bring all kinds of prophecy into this where the Bible teaches us that eventually we're gonna go to a one world government. That's where we're headed. But like I've said many times here on the show, we don't know when that will be. And so between now and then, if you want this country to maintain its sovereignty in the world, If you would like to see American exceptionalism come back again, to come roaring back, our industry come roaring back. If you would like to see our schools again, get back to teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic, instead of telling our students that men can get pregnant and the girls can become uh, boys if they would just put hormone blockers into their bodies. If you guys are sick and tired of the government telling you that you must inject yourself with any kind of a substance, I don't care if it's an experimental vaccine or anything else, then you do not want the Democrats in power, and the Republicans need to stand up and boldly declare that we will not take our country down this road any longer. We have the opportunity right now to hold their feet to the fire, and I really hope that we'll do it. I'm going to link back to this in the show notes today because uh, there are so many. There, I don't have time to read the whole thing. It's it's very, it's very, uh, it's very long. But I want to hear. I want you to hear the very last. Paragraph, after this is offered and put into the record, it says, the first concern of all good government is the virtue and sobriety of the people and the purity of their homes. The Republican Party cordially sympathizes with all wise and well-directed efforts for the promotion of temperance in morality. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm for prohibition, which was, you know, the nationwide constitutional law that prohibited anybody from having alcohol in the United States. I think that went on from 1920 to somewhere in the 1930s. Uh, but fascinating to note that it was um, that it was important to these guys that they recognize that the home was important, that they recognized the family was important and they recognized drunkenness got in the way of that. I think it's so fascinating to look back at the history of this country and kind of see where we go wrong. And when we study history, we can see it. And I pray that we learn from history. I pray especially that we are learning from the last two years of which we have been tyrannized in this country, the likes of which I have never seen before and hope to never see again. And as we move into this next season in the United States with new leaders and new governors around the country, I want to encourage you to commit to praying for them. Pray for them every single day. Pray for them even when you're tired of praying for them. Pray for them even when you're frustrated at them. Pray for them when things are going well. I think what happens is we we get frustrated and discouraged and then we just talk to each other about it, but we're not taking our needs to the Lord and saying, God, please be with the people that are leading this country. They need the wisdom of God to navigate the times that we are in and they need the support of the people that have elected them to to be there. And so we support them in prayer and we also support them by holding their feet to the fire. So don't disengage. We do not send people, to Washington, D.C., or to our state houses or to our governing uh, houses in this country so that they can just stay there and do the work of the people. We elect these people into positions of authority so that they can be representatives of us. They are there to be the voice of the people. And the moment that they don't represent your voice and the moment that you realize, oh my goodness, we sent them there, but they're not doing the thing that we asked them to do, that's the moment in which we plan to replace them. And we've got to be serious about this. Stop watering down the conservative platform and instead adhere to the, to the principles that have made the United States the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Do we have problems in this nation? Absolutely. Are we a godless nation in many ways? Absolutely. And that's why I'm gonna say again, Not only do we need good leaders in this nation, we need godly leaders, and now's the time to continue to pray for them. I pray that our pastors will again begin to speak up about the issues that are important to the nation. Ninety percent of the issues that we're facing in this nation right now are moral at their root, and they are going to require the engagement of pastors around the nation. Spiritual battles require spiritual weapons, and the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of this world. So I hope you guys will join me in praying for our newly elected officials here in Washington state and around the nation and that we will continue to pray that godly people will get off the bench and onto the battlefield and run for office. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm gonna come back tomorrow with election analysis. This is a big week in the United States and I think it's a hopefully... It's a little bit of a bellwether for what's to come in the 2024 elections. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.